so glad to have you on. So glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's been a minute. It's been about three or four weeks. Spacing out the podcast a little bit and feeling tender <laughs> and a little raw from the past week. But I think this is... uh Perfect. All perfect. It's all perfect. <laughs> it's all perfect. <laughs> yeah, we got a great week of well, this morning. Did a nice bath session with some of the crew from the retreat we just did. And yeah, just recovering my strength. I'm sure you are too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's cooling down here in Austin, so you get a little bit of cool air. And man, it's so amazing. Hoppe, this this was my so last week on the retreat that we went on outside of Austin. Did the most Hoppe I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> we just did a little little session. It's amazing how with intentions and prayer and presence it just locks you right in and such a tool such a amazing plant medicine and um yeah i look forward to utilizing it to you know remain grounded and and pray um, yeah, I look forward to really digesting and getting all the details of who you are. Mm-hmm. And we kind of got some of that <laughs> on the retreat. A lot of, a lot of love, a lot of connection, a lot of gaining more and more respect and intimacy with, with you and with our fellow brothers and sisters on that retreat. Yeah, man. Truth. Yeah. And yeah, we were planning on doing this like weeks ago. And oh man, this is doing it now is like so perfect. Um, I I want to give you the opportunity to just you know what what was the biggest takeaway from this retreat for you that we went on and just for context for people that are listening we were about an hour out on a beautiful ranch hour from Austin and over 30 people joined us for some plant medicine ceremonies and to really do the work and this work, um, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. And so many, so many, you know, moments of learning about myself, learning about others and Julian, one of the gentlemen there on the retreat, 
co-leading with Jay Azleton. He said on the integration call, we received more than we perceived. Mm. And absolutely, I mean, I absolutely agree with that. Um, you know, if I, if I had done it, let's say if I had gone on this retreat or this experience by myself and just with other, maybe a few others I didn't really know, if it was just me, I mean, don't get me wrong, this plant medicine still would have been a blessing, but the amount of love and vulnerability and true just listening and support and yeah, just bonding was so heart filling, you know, so heart filling for me to, to be heard. Right. I think we all want to be heard. We all want to be loved. We all want to be seen mm-hmm. and to release anything that you want to release. At least for me, it, it, it felt so good, you know, to do that in the, in, in the face of other people, of mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. And one of the biggest, I mean, there's so many memories, so many amazing moments that I'm still digesting. But a big one for me was when we were, it was right after, I think it was the last ceremony. Yeah. I had a release um, at the fire pit. We were doing some hot bay. Mm-hmm. Probably four or five of us, you were there, Julian, Brandon. Mm-hmm. And I released um, something I've been holding on to for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brandon and I, you and I, we've known each other five or six months now or more. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing to to receive your support and for me to to unravel mm. that energy. And it's amazing how you don't know how much people are holding on to. And Brandon said that, mm. you said that, and the growing respect that you've had for me and the respect that I've had for you and everyone else there. You just, there's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like it. And um, I'm just so honored to to have experienced what we experienced. And myself and Jay and many others were saying it was the best week. One of the best weeks of our lives. I can say for sure for, for myself. Most beautiful, powerful week of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's the second ayahuasca that medicine retreat I've ever done. And one of, one of these videos that I, I just posted kind of like a testimonial to what Jay has created, co-created. You know, I had doubts before doing the second one. I wasn't sure. I, I heard a lot of different things. I'm new to this space. I wanted to be intentional. I was wondering if this was something that I was just doing out of like an ego pursuit and ambition or if it was safe to do it again and just all these different questions and maybe illusions that I created, which I think to a degree is healthy, right? You want to be, you want to be authentic. You want to hold true to yourself and you want to make sure you're doing things for the right reason. Mm. And man, was I proved, I was proved that this was the right step in the right direction. (laughs) 
Um, and I, I received a lot of, lot of wisdom, a lot of wisdom from the medicine, um, from, you know, from everybody there. And, and some of those visions that I received from the medicine in particular, the very, very first night was a clear indication that this path for me, whether it's plant medicine but to some capacity leading, helping to lead in this realm, right? And whether it's plant medicine, whether it's other types of medicines or just holding space for different people and uplifting their, their spirit and, and strengthening them, it, it just feels so right. Mm. And I received that confirmation. I'm so glad, so honored. Mm. Um, and, you know, I came up, I went up to the day after the, or the night, uh, yeah, it was the day after the first night of the first ceremony. I went up to uh, Aaron, who is, um, you know, helping Jay and great brother of mine. Went up to him, and me and him have had conversations, and he could sense like months ago some doubts and within me, right? Because there's been this call between myself and Aaron, and potentially others to help help Jay with all of this, right? And that's where a lot of doubts came in. And I told Aaron, I was like, listen, man, I know subconsciously or just through feelings that you could maybe sense my questioning. But I got a very clear signal. And then I went up to Jay and I told him the same thing and expressed my gratitude for him and told him like, man, I'm honored and I have so much respect for you and and I want to help you. And to whatever capacity that I can, as I also do the work and I also strengthen myself and mold and shape my character. And, and I was hesitant because I wanted to be, I wanted to make sure I was right. And I wanted to make sure I was, I don't know if worthy is the right word, but I wanted to make sure that I was appropriately stepping into this potential path. Um, and yeah, we just had a really good moment, you know? And so that was the first night mm-hmm. and I experienced many other things, mm-hmm. many other, uh, clearing, demystifying of different, um, creations of my ego that weren't serving me, demystified that and to be in the presence of um, the people that were leading and creating and conducting the ceremonies, how like the divine mother and divine father presence and energy that they had, the music that they were playing and hold, the space that they were holding, the stories that Kevin was expressing. And it was just so magical, <laughs> so magical. And, oh man, just grounding and, You know, we're, as men in our 30s, we're go, 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 executing, executing. And after some time, you can kind of, you know, get caught up in that executing and then maybe lose sight of where your heart is aligned, Mm -hmm. at least for me. Um, And you're trying your best. But yeah, at certain points, you kind of lose that clarity of mind. 
because you're just pursuing, pursuing, executing, executing. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to come back to the heart, to come back to what is your greatest, your highest good, what your actions you know, on a day-to-day basis, are they aligned with that highest good? And where your heart feels is right. And so, man. <laughs> I love you, dude. I love you, Shane. So Thank glad you. you're here. And um, yeah, man. I uh, love to hear have one of your biggest takeaways from this experience with everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many yeah thank you, thank you for sharing yeah. um mm, forgiveness mm. it's my overall biggest takeaway mm. julian said to me all healing ends in forgiveness mm. and it's an experience so it's hard to translate that into words or tell other people what that's like because words just don't do it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you feel forgiveness and when you feel love and you feel gratitude, and you feel everything at such a deep level, it changes you mm. and um, it heals you. So, uh, yeah, that moment by the fire with you, I just remember feeling so much love for you and gratitude and the forgiveness that you were feeling. It's overwhelmingly beautiful <laughs> and empowering. And mm. a couple of the takeaways. Um, one, something Camillo said, which was this week that we're having is actually a break from the ceremony. you know life is the ceremony Mm -hmm. Um, and we get to have the opportunity to take a step back and be our authentic self and experience that wisdom and kindness and compassion of the mother and the father Mm -hmm. and really take an honest look of how we're doing in the ceremony how we're doing in life (laughs) (laughs) so I love that Um, and another big takeaway for me was, you know, we go through our lives and we're so close to the painting. Mm. All we can see is these messy brush strokes and, um, it doesn't look pretty sometimes. (laughs) And when we take a step back, we see that it's, it's a masterpiece. Mm. And sometimes when you're deep in it, even, even in the medicine, you know, the, the message that was coming through to me through them and through myself was just create a millimeter of space. Mm. Just observe. And just witness it. It's, it's, it's a gift. It's, my favorite poem by Rumi is, is being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival. And the shame and the grief and the guilt and the happiness and the joy. It's a, it's a visitor from God and it's here to show you a way. Mm. 
And when you can create that space, when you can take a, just a millimeter of breath, you get out of this reactive loop. You're able to clearly see what, you know, what's, what's the path forward, mm-hmm. no matter what you're going through. Um, so, gracias to mm-hmm. the, to the medicine keepers and mm. to the medicine. And, you know, I, one of the big takeaways for me too was just the amount of, I felt everyone's nerves when we came in, you know, everyone mm-hmm. was scared. <laughs> <laughs> and it's refreshing to see a, a group of grown men scared and, and not afraid of being scared, just like nervous and coming in with all their preconceived notions, with all of their, you know, what they've heard other people tell them about it. And, oh, this is going to be the hardest week of my life. This is going to be so scary. And then, yeah. you know, to move through that as we, as we move through it for six days and as we feel that support and as we open up, everybody just left there. It's just so alive, <laughs> so bright, so just like trusting mm. of the process. And it gives me a lot of hope for this world. It gives me a lot of hope for our future, our kids' future. Mm. Um, another thing that always blows me away with, with this work is how quickly the healing comes. Yeah. You know, I, I work with um, regenerative agriculture and I'm, I'm really kind of obsessed with hemp. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can spray a field, a cornfield with pesticides for 40 years and you can plant <laughs> hemp and in 18 months, the soil will be regenerated. Mm. Wow. It's such a, you know, it's such a blessing. It's such, you know, that's, that's how much, that's how loved we are. Is mm. You can mess up for 40 years. <laughs> you could, you could just hold on to all that stuff that you had to shut down as a child in order to survive. And you can make mistakes time and time again. And then you can open yourself up to the prayer. And in one week, you can let it go. You can come home. You can regenerate your soil. You can regenerate your your, your soul. Mm. And that just gives me hope. It gives me faith. It gives me love. And uh, I'm blown away. There's, there's, there's more I could share, but mm. that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I, um, it feels like it went by so fast, but also there was nights that felt like it was an eternity. (laughs) (laughs) And we were sitting next to each other the first ceremony or like, it was me, then Alex and you and about an hour or two in, maybe past the second cup. I could just, I I could, I I mean, I knew for myself how, how deep we were and I could just, Sense it in you guys too. It was a powerful <laughs> ceremony. Powerful. And yeah. It's a great teacher. It was teaching me how to cry. Mm. How to laugh. How to <laughs> how to love. How to dance. How to receive. 
how to receive. Oh, so good to know. I'm, I don't always have to give. Yeah, man. I'm enough. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the times we laugh because our maybe social preconditions, like we we laugh to to laugh to um, maybe make sure people feel welcomed or like we're also holding in the ability to cry and the ability to like purely express emotions, right? Like I know many men in my, my life, I don't think I've ever seen them cry. And if I have, I mean, it's very few, you know? And so to be able to, yeah, to receive and to recognize by the utilization of this medicine, you know, these parts of our mind, parts of how we've kind of been, you know, orchestrating things within ourselves mm. that, that may not really be pure, you know, like we're, we're just trying to protect certain parts of our identity and mm-hmm. kind of lose a part of ourselves, the real part of ourselves. And to be able to express that, you know, by the fire, when I was expressing that I did let out a cry and I, man, I mean, Julian came over after I like was done and he just, you know, him being the healer that he is, kind of just moved out some energy for me, rubbing my shoulders, just kind of doing his thing. And once he was done, man, I was like trembling, letting out stored emotions mm-hmm. and energy that's probably been there for years or decades. Yeah. And when you keep that inside of you for so long, you don't kind of let that out. You know, you just kind of get pent up. You become, you become more fearful. You, you, mm-hmm. you don't know how to carry yourself in the manner that's a true ex- expression of your own love. And all this sounds, you know, maybe very, uh, maybe embellished or I don't know. Sometimes it's just, if I were to receive everything, like listen to this conversation that we're having, like it's, it's hard to really take in because you have to experience it. You have to experience decades, years of storing all those emotions. Mm-mm. And then being able to actually be present in a space that offers you the, the ability without judgment to just let things flow. And so healing, so, so healing. And, you know, um, the night, the very, very end of the night, uh, when I was talking to you and there was Kevin, I think KT, and then Kevin, I think left and I was just talking to you, like the way that I was speaking to you it was just pure love Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it felt so confident it it felt like the divine masculine within me it felt like my divine self Mm -hmm. my higher self there was no fear of judgment just like pure awareness and expression and Mm -hmm. you know tapping into that more and more as we live this life I mean that's powerful it's really powerful and um yeah it's 
crazy, man. It's gold. It's crazy. Gold. Um, I wrote something I want to share. Yeah, man. About the experience, because then <laughs> then we come home. So we had this beautiful. You know, another thing I took away was I'm sure we'll get into it, but I'm building a a land project mm. retreat center. Yeah, man. Um, and just yeah, creating that sacred space for the split psyche to come home. <laughs> and that is like, gives me so much more drive and passion and purpose mm-hmm. to continue that because it's not easy. Mm. Um, but yeah, we created the sacred space together. We had true divine connection to ourself, to source, to each other. And then we leave. Mm. And then we come home. We come home to a world that is full of the things that we arrived with, full Mm. of fear, full of anger, full of resentment, full of judgment, of um, literal war. Mm. It's a manifestation and a representation of us. And literally, I just yesterday or the day before, I checked, finally got on social media, checked out what was going on in the world, and it was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, yeah. wow. We are, you know, there's, there's a quote that I love. It's like, um, we have Paleolithic emotions, mm. we have medieval institutions, yeah. and we have godlike technology. It's from a Joe Rogan podcast. It's I so think. good. Yeah, it's, it's so good. good. Yeah. And those Paleolithic emotions are, you know, they don't, it's time for them to evolve. Mm. It's time for them to catch up with the technology that we have. Otherwise, we're just going to keep killing each other. Yeah. And um, so I wrote this. I'd like to share. I said, last week, I sat with a bunch of men, warriors, iron men, fathers, sons, brothers, leaders. We move through our pain, decades of stored trauma. We move through our blocks, blind spots that we've had with us from a young age. We move through our fear, this deep program implanted in us somewhere along the way. And other stored emotions that created real problems in our lives. Resentment, anger, distrust, grief, sadness, manipulation, and more fear. We also found big, big gifts. Mm. Joy, love, appreciation, gratitude, faith, deep belly laughter. And brothers, you can be (laughs) completely yourself with and be loved exactly as that. And we emerge as a unit, stronger, yet lighter, ready and willing to give up the never-ending fight and shine. And then we step back into this world. It's hard work to face all of your demons, but it's also really hard to live in a world where they have a place to live and grow and feed all the way into war. Mm. Choose your heart. I am a child of God. Mm. I choose omnipresent love every day 
I am a warrior of the light. I choose to put down my guards and walk in faith and peace. I will practice this daily. See, we are all one family. We can heal. We can do it quick. I just witnessed that. <laughs> we can stop killing. We can stop the fighting. We can stop running. And replace warmongers with true leaders. Let's find a way together for the children, for the earth. Begin within. Forgive yourself. All healing ends with forgiveness. If you need help, reach out. I'm here. <laughs> that was amazing. That was really good. Wow. Yeah. That was powerful, man. Thank you. That was powerful. Yeah, I haven't... Um, I've touched... So when I was at the retreat for... I mean, it's almost, my experience kind of started on uh, Saturday. I did combo on Saturday with Brandon mm -hmm. here in Austin. And then um, the day after that, did some breath work. And so for the combo session, I didn't purge physically. I purged emotionally at a deep like, cry, but the cry was different. It sounded different. It felt different. It was like grief, mm -hmm. you know, grief. And then the next day at the breathwork session I laughed so fucking hard <laughs> so hard so like Brandon and Brandon was there because he was leading that breathwork session with his uh his friend Luke and Luke was there for me laughing and just uh it's crazy how contagious laughter is because the people around me we had some shares after and this guy in front of me he was like you know I was going through the breathwork and I couldn't help but feel frustrated mm just kept thinking about frustration of like, this isn't working or this isn't doing this for me and other things. And, but then I started hearing this guy behind me laugh so hard that I just started laughing too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's great, man. I was crying, laughing. I was sweating, laughing. Yeah. And so since like the start of combo and breath work, I really didn't touch this thing i didn't touch social media at all and then during the retreat on the ranch like i literally left my phone in my camper and maybe sent like three or four texts man and i'm you know thankful to have the opportunity like I, i'm not an entrepreneur right now i mean maybe this is like the start of it this podcast but i work for a company it's a nine to five and so i don't have to like you know, balance them or put out fires and stuff like that. So I could just put it away and just not care about it. And wow, how like amazing, just, just one week of not touching this thing and being in nature uh, felt. And, but to your comment on coming back to that stimulation, you know, I went on Instagram the past couple of days, very, very briefly to post a video, to connect with um, some of the brothers that we met. Um, but yeah, you can get sucked right back into that stuff, man. And there's, you know, crazy stuff happening in the world. And, um, but it's a tool, right? It's a tool for us to use part of your, you know, part of what you just, um, said mm. in that poem, replacing the warmongers with, 
Yeah, exactly what you said. Leaders. True leaders. True leaders. Part of us, us men, you know, light warriors. You can utilize these tools to, to accomplish that mission. But it, using it wisely, that's something that I'm really honing in on because I did get sucked into it when I was creating stuff for the podcast and you know you get you just kind of forget you just start to get more and more sucked in and then like as you're scrolling you're just seeing so many different things and like your mind's just absorbing all these different things and yeah you know you're storing things you you don't even sometimes have a awareness of like how you reacted emotionally to that and you just don't take the time to like okay how how did that make me feel you just keep going mm-hmm you just keep going and it's like whoa that doesn't feel good and then you're like you know a couple weeks a couple months a couple years go by and you just keep doing that and you're like oh i haven't checked in my with in with myself Mm -hmm. to recognize what this is doing to me i think i saw this woman she had a shirt on she's like our phones could be killing us and i was like yeah that's Mm -hmm. to a to a degree i mean there's some truth in that right and but i you know, I, uh, just being careful with this thing because it's such a great, like I posted my video and Julian and Jay and Justin and Olivia and all these other guys comment on it. And like the love felt by seeing their comments, it's like so great, right? It's such a good tool for that. Mm-hmm. Then you can, you know, just keep scrolling. And so it's just being careful with it. And yeah, coming back home, having this week off for me, man, it is so helpful such a power move um to integrate as we kind of contract you know contract back mm-hmm. julian stated in our integration call he was like you know we're gonna face this, this contraction like this is inevitable and it's okay and like just feel it out just let it happen mm-hmm. for me i think that week off like the contraction is happening and it could happen even more aggressively next week but i think it's happening more just in smaller doses. And uh, so having that week off to really journal and to thankfully I, I'm here in Austin with you guys, right? And with Brandon, I spent time with Brandon, me and him, the, I think it was Sunday night or Monday night. We just had a fire mm-hmm. in his backyard and we were reading um, Liquid Light. Like it was like Bible studies or something, bro. It just kind of commenting on what we were reading. This guy, this author, I mean, it's such an amazing book. It's, it's called Liquid Light and um, Ayahuasca Spirituality and Santo Daimi tradition. And so this guy just so eloquently and effectively puts into words what is hard, so difficult to put into words. Um, and so we were just going back and forth and me and Brandon were really just talking about like how strong I feel mm. for this, for the Santo Daimi. And, um, you know, I'm going to follow my heart and have clarity of mind and see where this path goes. But it was this, you know, this religious tradition use utilizing this, um, psychedelic, you know, this, this, this medicine, this sacred sacrament, um, it feels so right. And I think what the only things that are holding me back is the judgment of society, the judgment of other people. Because you using these things, you know, these these plant medicines for to to some, for the most part I've had a really I've been very public about my use of ayahuasca. And for the most part, I mean, people have been super supportive. 
mm-hmm. but it's still like in the back of you can kind of sense it you can kind of feel it subconsciously like so, oh, what are you doing mm-hmm. that's kind of weird right you know and um but you know going back to the paleo paleolithic minds and joe rogan joe rogan just released an episode with brian his last name starts with an m mascara maybe something but he create he uh wrote this book called um the immortality key mm. i read like maybe half of it a year ago and i wasn't as like naturally curious and stimulated by it, but now i am uh, but he writes about the history and the findings, uh, the recent findings of how like just so many ancient civilizations incorporated these these plant medicines, these psychedelics into their own spiritual practices thousands and thousands of years ago. Yeah. So it's been around for a long time and it's helped civilizations, communities really just find a deeper sense of fulfillment and purpose and connection and... I strive to really help with showing the the respect and the integrity, um, you know, with these plant medicines mm-hmm. versus the stigma and the harsh judgment and, yeah. you know. I would love to speak about that. That's... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there's several points I want to make. <laughs> we got, we got time. Um, we got so much time. First things first. You said laughter is contagious, 100. Mm. percent. Um, so is fear. Mm. Mm. And that, and that is just good to aware, to be aware of. You know, the lowest common denominator of how we connect right now emotionally in this world is through fear. Mm. And that's why social media can be intense yeah. and and heavy. Um, but also how many times have you been on social media where you found a little nugget of, of wisdom that you carry with you? So many times. Because it's contagious. So yeah. I think just being aware of that and curating it and also knowing that the intention of creating it was to capture your attention. Mm. And your attention, your presence is sacred. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is everything. Mm-hmm. And so what are you giving your attention to? What are you giving your awareness to? What are you giving your presence to? And if you do that with presence and purpose, then you know it could spread it could spread the light. Mm-hmm. If you're not, it can spread the dark. And that's that's all part of it. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been kind of sitting with this this week about mental illness um mental illness being the illusion of separation the illusion of a w- one way mm. the world is one way it has always been this way and so it will always be this way so um the catholics the muslims the jews the Republicans, the Democrats, the, you know, whoever, whoever is, you know, feeding this illusion in themselves that their way is the way. Guess what they all agree on? Plant medicine is bad. Because somewhere as a society, in in a sense, society or culture is an illusion. Mm -hmm. It is a, 
It is a set of conditions and programs and perceived values that a large group of people agree on. Mm. And they feel justified with that illusion, aka mental illness, because they're surrounded by other people with the same illusion. Also goes back to the social media thing. You only follow people who have the same viewpoints mm, as you. Yeah. And it just, to me, I started laughing this week because I was like, wow, it's like they can't agree on anything. <laughs> Clearly, like, yet they all agree that sitting with plant medicine is bad and is, is wrong. And, you know, we experience it and then we're like, wait, this doesn't feel wrong. This feels so right. This feels so clear. This feels so grounding. It feels so humbling. It's not from a place of ego. It's from a place of blowing up your preconceived notions, mm. blowing up your illusion and being like, oh my God, I am it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And and then, uh, you know, I just, I just also, it's like these lab made Drugs are really new. Like we don't have thousands of years of research on what these medicines, I put those in air quotes because mm-hmm. it's, it's a lab-made synthetic substance. Mm-hmm. We don't have thousands of years of research on how they affect us and our children and our society and our culture and our preconceived notions. We, looking at it close to the painting, we're like, they're doing good. But when you take a step back, you're like, I, I, if you look at the health of our country, it's, it's in a tailspin. And I have to, I imagine these pharmaceuticals are a big part of that because they numb the self. They numb the pain. They, they numb the... Uh, the soul's desire to find truth mm-hmm. and they narrow your focus into finding what is already seen in the conscious mind. Mm. And then you get a step and then these technologies, plant medicines, psychedelics, they have been around for thousands of years and they have been tested and they have been put into ceremony and they have been put into a song and they have put put into a prayer Mm. and they're the safest, most effective way to clear what is no longer serving you. So I think it, it's just something to, to to understand. Um, It's kind of like running an Ironman. It's like pushing your boundaries so far that Mm -hmm. you're like, that you'll never be the same again because you're like, wow, I thought I, was a lot smaller than that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, no, I'm actually really big and I'm actually really strong and I'm actually, I'm guided. I'm guided. There's something else above me. It's mm-hmm. guiding me. It's showing me the way. I just need to step back, create that space and feel it. And as I feel into spirit or God, um, it's so playful it's so spontaneous it's mm. so it's so funny like it's fun um, 
but I couldn't see it for a long time. And mm. uh, yeah, the other big takeaway for me on this trip was like this real forgiveness for the Catholic Church. There's a lot of, I grew up in that and there's a lot of stuff I took away, good and bad, but you know, one of the, like, I really felt like this was my confirmation, which mm. in the Catholic Church it goes, baptism, first communion, confirmation, and then marriage. And I'm kind of really grateful for the sacraments uh, and, and the process. Although I had to come to myself, it, it to myself naturally, I can mm. really feel this true stepping into, okay, um, I have confirmation. Mm-hmm. That I know exactly what I'm doing, <laughs> even when I don't. And um, there's nothing else to do with mm-hmm. that but celebrate. So I was, you saw me out there. I was celebrating. I was dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So many beautiful threads. Yeah. Um, yeah. The similarity of all those demographics of uh, ideologies um you know having a negative stigma towards plant medicines um you know maybe maybe yeah from the outside it's hard for them to reciprocate right um this book liquid light the author kind of does a little pause in his journey to the centrodyme and this ayahuasca spirituality path and um talks about consciousness and uh, certain theories of the derivation of consciousness and some people he does one little section of our brains produce it and then another one hmm. that uh, so that 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 one was the productive theory and the other theory is i believe transmissive hmm. so so our brains are there to help receive mm-hmm. our flow of consciousness, which is very um, fascinating for mm-hmm. me. Um, and he talks about two different um, types of, of knowledge, one being knowing about and knowing by acquaintance. And by acquaintance is like, you know, um, maybe... Yeah, immersing, drinking a cup of ayahuasca, doing it actually and, and having it flow through me versus reading a book about it. That's the know about. Like you're, you're, you're knowing by describing, but you're not through the acquaintance of something else actually mm-hmm. adhering and, or just receiving the, that knowledge directly. Um, so there's like a direct and an indirect um, type of knowing. And I think the people on the outside, well, I know the people that you were, uh, referring to those different groups of society, it's all know about, right? They read it, they watch maybe videos or they hear stories about maybe the the bad stuff, you know, like there are people out there that use these plant medicines, not with integrity, not in a sacred atmosphere. And, you know, going back to like when Nixon was uh, president in the 60s at Woodstock and the, the hippie, hippie movement. And then all of a sudden a government cracked down on it and, and literally commercials mm-hmm. would show like, this is your brain on 
these drugs, right? And um, so there's a there's a lot of fear at that point in society, and we now have many more people using social media to help with this psychedelic revolution, mm-hmm. right? I think or renaissance to show that with proper appropriate um, implementation, they can be massive tools for acceleration of growth. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I had other threads I'm trying to think. Oh yeah. I was also raised Catholic um, for a brief phase of my life. And, uh, you know, my family kind of drifted out of it um, when I was like becoming an adolescent. And so I uh, was baptized. Pretty sure I received my confirmation. And I thought there was a one other step. First communion. So yeah, uh, baptized, first communion. I did not get my confirmation. But when you said that this was like your confirmation, that hit me. <laughs> that fucking hit me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got, and like my parents, my dad and family, like, I think, yeah, they were just okay with me not pursuing that. And a big part of that phasing out was because the Catholic church was doing things that were really inappropriate mm-hmm. Re- and, and many other religions can dive into spiritual materialism mm-hmm. where there isn't really this pureness. It's out of maybe... Impure, impure desires mm. um, or selfishness. So, yeah, this <laughs> this retreat and the ceremonies, man. I mean, it felt like a. I said to uh, to Alex when he, you know, he was sitting next to us in the first ceremony, and I told him the morning after, I was like, I met God. You know, and and I've never. I've always been skeptical and had fear around talking about that, you know, and thinking, yeah, I had doubts of hi- a higher, mm-hmm. a higher being, a higher, and those doubts are gone now. <laughs> <laughs> those doubts are definitely gone. My brother's getting well. I was so, <laughs> I was so happy to see my brother's getting well. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Yeah, I, I there's no words to that. That's just that's amazing, and uh, you know, it's it's a deep dive, you know, it, and I totally understand if it's not for everyone, and um, that's okay. Uh, I wouldn't suggest somebody run an Iron Man hmm. right off the bat. Yeah, uh, it's the exploration of your mind and your consciousness is as close to an, a, a, a person as their sexuality. It is a fundamental human right to be able to explore that, mm. to be able to lean into that in a safe container, in a safe space. And, you know, the sexuality piece is pushed so much in our culture, like, and they're, there is to me uh, such a sacredness around it, right? Like doing it in a safe space and having awareness of the sacred act of sex is imperative. And I would say the same thing here. Mm. Exploring your mind, exploring consciousness, exploring your limits, your boundaries, your fears, 
is sacred. It needs to be treated as such. It needs mm. to have a container around it. And that's why we have teachers. And that's why this wisdom has been passed down through time. Is like, don't just do it. And then, you know, not, not have awareness or containment around it. Mm. Um, and when you do have the right container for it, when it does call you, okay, mm. soften, open, receive, trust. Things are going to come up. <laughs> um, and, you know, there was two kids there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really helped me just, just like, oh, yeah, I was a boy once. Like, as a boy, I didn't need this. You don't need, you don't need psychedelics as a child. <laughs> like, you're, you're tapped into source. You're tapped into the spontaneity. You're tapped into the play. Yeah. You're tapped into the full expression of your soul. And so I seek to live in a world where maybe we don't need this. But <laughs> if we are, you know, we have a lot of shedding. We have a lot of stored trauma that needs to feel safe to come out mm. and we can create ceremony, right? We can create space. We can create containers for it to, to come through. And that's a worthy mission mm. for our species right now. When we do that, Ah, uh, when you like we said it earlier, but I don't have any needs this week. I don't have I have all these big dreams, I have all these big goals, I have all of these projects I'm working on, but I don't have a need for them to manifest, mm. for me to be happy, mm. full, healthy. It's beautiful. Yeah, I am that. And I because I do the work to know. <laughs> that it was here all along. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's one thread I wanted to pull on, um, you know, talking about when you were a boy mm. and seeing boys there. Um, you know, for me, at a very young age when I was a boy, when I was just a toddler, had a lot of things happen to me, you know? And... So yeah, it happened at such a young age. Mm. And um, to be able to take these sacraments, the, the, you know, be a part of this medicine journey, I mean, part of me is finding, right now, as a 30-year-old man, finding parts of me that I, I never knew. That I never fucking knew. Or you always knew, but you're just remembering. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always wonder because of these things that happen at the age of like three or four mm -hmm. and like these buildups of traumatic events. Did I really ever know my true self, my pure self? And maybe at certain glimpses, like the fear resided. And, but, um, yeah, man, it's just so... It's magical. It really does feel like real life magic. Mm. And it it's, yeah, it's almost indescribable. Like you can't put it into words. It's just beyond 
rational conception. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm so grateful and for this organic, divine, natural way of finding it. Mm-hmm. Jay was sitting in here in the studio, you know, months and months ago. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, the first five minutes of our conversation, I was like, yeah, you know, I wasn't really seeking this. In a way, and then I was like, oh, in a way, maybe I was. I was seeking to, you know, uplift my mind, my body, my spirit. But I wasn't, it wasn't like blaring ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. There was no really desire or um, focus around it. And so that's why I'm like, it's also a big reason why it feels right because it kind of just landed into my path mm-hmm. so naturally, so organically. And Jay was like, yeah, it was divine. Mm-hmm. Now we just met each other in such a, <laughs> such a great way. And every time I tell people how we met, they're like, whoa, that's cool. That's cool. Um, but to pull on the threads of um, your businesses, mm-hmm. what you're doing. And I told you, so, you know, I just uh, was talking about the visions I had about Jay and Aaron and helping them. And, but I had visions of, of you. Mm-hmm. I told you, I think already, but to kind of <laughs> dive, dive more into it. And it's like, I, I, I saw you in the medicine and what you're doing. Mm. And I haven't been on your land. Can't wait to be there. Mm. Can't wait to walk that, walk that land. But I thought of you and I saw you and what you're trying to do and what can unfold. Mm. And that was pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so... You know, you've told me a lot about what you're doing and it's, it seems like you're, you're a man of many hats when it comes to different businesses. And so I wanted to gain a little bit more clarity, you know, on what you're doing. I have a, a good idea, but would love to hear if you want to, wherever you want to start, just talk about it. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, and I, I do just want to come back to that. It just fell in my lap. <laughs> Statement. Um, another thing that was said during the ceremony, which I loved was you have a double PhD in your old self. So from three until 30, you <laughs> built up your old self and you got a double PhD. You worked hard for that identity. You yeah. worked hard for that personality and you felt you put so much work into it. You got a double PhD, like you're good. <laughs> and then you find out, oh, it's, it's not actually me. Mm. And then you're like, oh, that's really scary. My new self. You're in kindergarten. It's in kindergarten. <laughs> and you're like, I can't go back. It's... I can't go back. What the fuck? <laughs> I spent so much time. And then when you get out of your own ego, you're like, kindergarten's way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play. I want to play. I, I just want to play. play. I want to dance. I want to. <laughs> when I was in kindergarten, I just wanted to climb trees. Mm. They had to get me down from the trees, like, to come back to class. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to climb trees, dude. I'm in kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, so I started this journey too when I was 30. And so I've been in it for four years. And I am grateful for the wisdom and the presence I've had knowing that I was emerging as a new self and I wasn't there yet. And I was okay with not being there as long as it meant I wasn't going to go down the same path as my old self. Mm. I was just walking just walking the path 
one step at a time, one day at a time. Sometimes I couldn't even pick myself up dude. off the floor. Oh, dude. Yeah. And then things started to fall into my lap. Like, mm. and as they fall into my lap, I said, yes. I said, okay. New teacher. Yes. New, sit, new retreat. Yes. Spent all my money just to follow this whisper. Because God whispers. He doesn't, he doesn't just... Until until you don't listen to the whisper over many years and then he hits you with a Mack truck. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you when you come back, you're like, oh, it's a whisper. So I started to follow this whisper in, in 2019 and in 2020. And then as I was coming back to myself, as I was working through my trauma, I felt like the world was going crazy at the same time. COVID mm-hmm. happened and mm-hmm. I closed some real estate deals. So my background is in real estate and finance. And um, I closed some real estate deals. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do what I always wanted to do, which was buy a van. And and I went to 33 states in 2020. Mm. And I traveled to Airbnbs, hip camps, RV parks, national parks. Uh, and I spent nine months just communing with the land and with people who were also doing that. You know, a lot of older folks, a lot of Vietnam War vets, a lot of retirees who just hop in their RVs and go out and they'd make me dinner and we would just, and it was just so amazing. And for the first time in my life, I was free from the stress and the pressure of, of the job, of the, of the corporate mindset. And, um, yeah, I started to just continue going down that journey for years and years and built my first hemp temple. And I was like, whoa, you can build houses out of hemp. Mm. Never heard about that before. And I was like, okay, I've sold houses for almost 10 years and I've never seen a house like this. It's mold resistant. It's fire resistant. It's water mm. resistant. It, when you walk in it and you speak, it sounds mm. amazing. Um, the air replaces the air in the building twice every hour, so you don't need central AC. Wow. Um, That's, I didn't know that. And as we're building it, you put a bunch of water into it, and you're praying to it, and you're drumming to it, and so you feel this vibration, and you're just like, whoa. We can build with intention. We can build. And when people come and experience that, regardless of whether they're taking medicine or not, they feel good I feel the difference they feel like this was the, you know we don't know what we don't know right so they feel like oh there's something i don't know and then they learn about it and they're like whoa what else don't i know <laughs> you know and so i was like that could be my medicine is creating intentional spaces creating healthy homes creating community um, and creating structures for a much more reciprocal circular way of living, working, and healing. Mm. And I mean, it was a faith walk, bro. It was a total faith walk. And, you know, just had to check my ego many, many times. Mm -hmm. They say uh, a hungry stomach, a a broken heart, and an empty wallet will teach you everything you need to know about yourself. Mm. I agree. And I learned a lot about myself in the process. And um, yeah, so last year, 
was building hemp houses and I walked on this land and um, it's 200 acres out in Kingsbury, Texas, which is 15 minutes south of San Marcos. And originally I met the, the owner of the property. His name is Bill. Same name. Um, and we just hit it off. Mm. He's like, this is my dream. I was like, this is my dream. And he was like, let's do it. Let's build it. And I was just like, what? How, how did that happen? Like, <laughs> it just <laughs> fell in my lap. Um, but there was four other partners involved and the energies weren't missing, mixing. There was six of us and two of us had an idea. And the, so there was just a lot of conflict and uh, mismatched energetics. And so we had to go through a process of figuring that out and it ended up just me and him mm. by the end of last year, like January of this year. Bill squared. Bill squared. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, so the project is called Flood Tip Ranch. It's, it's on the San Marcos River um, and it's 200 acres mm. and we're building uh, a retreat center, uh, an RV park, a tiny home village, a hemp temple. Mm. Uh, 50 glamp sites down by the river, a stage and cabanas, and it's going to host um, concerts, events, seminars, workshops, healing retreats, uh, rewilding retreats, just getting people back to the land. It's far enough away that you feel like you're out there, but it's still 45 minutes from Austin. Mm. And um, yeah, it's a vision. Flood tip is actually the name of a of a Hail Mary pass hmm. that Doug Flutie threw against Texas A&M when he played for Boston College. Really? My partner was at Boston the, too? Boston College. I'm from Massachusetts. So. Yeah. So it's a famous play. Boston College against Texas A&M. Doug oh, Flutie. Wow. Last second of the game throws a Hail Mary. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Name of that play was Flood Tail. Wow, okay. And so my partner <laughs> was at that game. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so it, it impacted him, you know, and he... He named his boat that. He was a sailor for a long time. And so when, when it came down to the name, he's like, I want to name a flood tip. And I was like, mm. oh, man, that sounds great. Because it's our Hail Mary. Hey, we, we you know, we, we I love the quote. Um, there, was a, there was a man who wanted to change the world. And so he went out and he tried to change the world. And he found out really quickly that he couldn't do that. <laughs> so he said, okay, I want to change my country. And he went out and tried to change his country and found out he couldn't do that. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'm going to change my state. And then he went out and couldn't change his state. He's like, okay, I'm going to change my, my neighborhood. Mm. He went out, found out he couldn't change his neighborhood. All right, I'm going to change my family. And couldn't even do that. He said, I guess I'll start with myself. Mm. <laughs> And so as I changed myself, I realized, wow, I have so much to give to this world. I know so much about finance, accounting, business, um, you know, all of those things that I was trained in when I was unaware. It's funny, I have gratitude for being unaware so that I could dive mm -hmm. and get all of this mental strength and, and wisdom and intelligence. And now I'm coming back to a place where I'm changing myself and I... And I integrate it, right? And so I, I create a real estate fund that houses this property that is going to be its, 
its own town one day. Uh, we picked Kingsbury because if you have 200 acres and you have 200 registered members, you can create your own town. Oh, wow. And so it's like, wow, now I'm, I'm moving out, right? And as I'm changing, my family's changing. Now I have a town and that ripples out. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. and the idea is uh, really simple, safe space. Something I wish I had during this healing journey was like a place I could return to where I knew there was other people who were doing the work. Mm. And who were my community and my tribe. And that is going to lead to, it's a purpose, it's a passion for me. And it's going to inspire, you know, the other thing that struck me is as I traveled across the country, I, I met thousands of people who were like, that's my dream. Mm. I just woke up in 2018, 2019, 2020. And I realized that was my dream. I heard that over and over and over again. I'm like, that's what happened to me. <laughs> Is this me or is this, is this something else calling me forth, asking me to expand my, my reach, to expand my, my field, to bring what I have to the table, knowing that it's enough, mm-hmm. knowing that I have a lot to give and I'm willing and open to receiving help because I can't do it by myself. Mm. So that's... Yeah, that's, that's, it's a real estate syndication. So we are taking on accredited investors. We have the land and, and the, the yurts and the, the lamp sites that we need another, you know, so my next six months is about raising two and a half to three million to, to finish the, the hemp temple, the tiny hill village and the RV park. Mm. And then we'll be able to house 250 people in a bed wow. and run, run big time uh, events. As I'm doing this, um, I keep walking the path and this other business comes into my awareness. My dad was actually a CEO and a CEO coach. And it was amazing when I was 27, 28, he would bring me into these meetings with people that were running companies anywhere from five to $25 million in revenue a year. And I was always blown away by the... <laughs> the questions my dad would ask, whatever problems they were having in business, it always led back to some problem they had with their dad or some problem they had in childhood that created a block that wasn't mm. allowing them to see what was really going on that was impacting their business. And it was like a light bulb went off. Like, wow, if these people who I look up to as successful mm. haven't even explored that side of themselves and it's getting in the way of them getting to the next level right mm-hmm. what would life be like if we all wow. did both sides of the work mm. and so that's where this whole then I heard about the eagle condor prophecy did I tell you about that no maybe, maybe you mentioned it briefly but um, yeah. so right around this time I, I heard about the eagle condor prophecy which is an ancient Inca prophecy, Mm. thousands of years old, it said, for thousands of years, the eagle and the condor would fly separately. And just before all the rivers dry up and all the forests are cut down, they would come back together, fly together and lead humanity into a new era. Mm. And to them, the eagle was representation of the mind, the intellect. It was a hunter, it's a killer. Mm. And the condor is representative of the heart. It's a lover. 
a scavenger. It's a decomposer. And so the work we're talking about that we did last week was the heart work, right? And now it's like, can you align the head and the heart mm. and, and lead us forth into a new era? And so my dad was retiring from this company. And I was like, dad, you can't retire. It's too good. Like you're, you're, you're too good at what you do. I've seen it. Nobody else has seen it. Let's let's put it online. Let's put a course around it. Like we need to share your wisdom. And he was like, I already shared it. It was with you. I was like, Ooh, dang, so true. And so I started to, wow, be like, I don't. You know, there's there's a side of me that that loves education and it loves entrepreneurship and it loves, um, coaching. And so right at the same time this project came around in Kingsbury, um, another project came around with James, my partner, and I met him on Jay's retreat in Costa Rica last year. And mm. I was like, James, I want to take strategy, strategy to growth and I want to, I want to modernize it. I want to put my touch on it. I want to, I want to create something um, so that people can become independent producers because we can do this work over and over again. But when we go back to our jobs, you know, you just have to keep doing the work. If your job is not aligned with your purpose and your mission, then, then, you know, then you're, you're constantly healing because that is such a grounding force in my life is, is the path towards the light, which mm -hmm. is my mission. Mm -hmm. And so in this whole process, something fell in our lap, which was a Google ad grant. Mm -hmm. um, and Google gives $120,000 a year in ad credits to nonprofits. Mm. And so we now um, help coaches, healers, experts, authors, podcasters, mm. um, educators establish a service-based, mission-based organization to their business. Mm. And uh, we drive $120,000 worth of Google ads to that business to allow them to give away value, resources, and education for free and then create a reciprocal circular relationship where they're also offering support to people in their community when they're ready to buy. Mm. And I was like, it took a lot of my energy to, to get this off the ground. Yeah. At the same time, I have this other project and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm really grateful as both of them are coming into alignment. It's like, okay, we have the space where we're going to bring people. We have, um, the third project I'm working on is, Aligned business leader events, ABLE. So we have uh, the gatherings, the workshops, the seminars. We have a, a, an event on the land this weekend called Solar Punk. Um, and we're going to bring aligned business leaders to the land to connect, to network, to, and then, they, and then we're going to allow them the opportunity to leave with this program that pushes the gas pedal mm. on, on their service and their mission and their purpose. And that is, it's like a trinity of, of projects that now I'm really stoked or yes. kind of weaving together. I love that. But if you would have asked me a year ago what I'm doing, I would have been like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> saying, I don't know dude. <laughs> so there is this gap where you are leaving your old self and you are stepping into your new self and you don't, and you lose your friends. Your friends are giving you shit because they're like, you're not drinking anymore. You're not doing this. You're not one of us. 
you're crazy. You're always healing. You're doing these pain medicine. What are you doing, bro? You're losing it. You remember who you are. Remember who you came from. And you're like, I, I don't know. I don't know if that was ever me. Mm. So there's a gap. I call it the chasm. And in that chasm, it's lonely. It's scary. It's, and, and it's, it's initiation. Because in it, I found myself, I found my strength, I found God, I found a drive and a fire inside of me that is now, when I have all of this work in 2023 and beyond, I can constantly go back to that time when I didn't have anything or anyone seemingly around me that gave me the the drive and the discipline and the, the energy to faith walk into this these programs oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it man I think and I need help uh-huh. that's something I'm not I'm not um, afraid to ask for anymore I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak about this on your podcast because I want the, the word out there that it's all hands on deck mm. and it, I don't need help from you to give me anything. I need help <laughs> from my brothers to step into their power and find their peace because then we can all yeah, man. weave it together. And I need help helping you <laughs> with this podcast. You know, I, I uh, yeah, trying to get it to become bigger. You know, it's still small, but it's growing and I'm seeing the growth. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's all, I'm, well, thank you for all, all of that. Uh, I think it's really interesting. Um, my first March retreat um, it was all, you know, it was a small group for Jay's uh, March retreat and uh, there was some other men. And then there was a woman and this one uh, female, she, uh, you know, I talked to her briefly. She's from Russia and, and we bonded for a moment and exchanged uh, WhatsApp information. She was like, just before this, so we didn't talk from then until now. Wow. And she hit me up like a week, a week before this retreat. She goes, are you going to solar punk? Wow. I was like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to go to that. Let's go. I'm doing this retreat. Uh, Kevin's coming because she knows Kevin and all of them. And like, I don't know. And she sent the link and I just haven't responded. And now it's like, well, I think I'm going. So excited to see that unfold. Um, and yeah, man, I'm, you know, I really look forward to building this podcast so that people like yourself and, you know, the, the, the brothers that were on this retreat, if they have certain, you know, certain things that they're trying to build too, like I can be that platform to help put them out there, you know? Um, and so I, yeah, it's needed. Look forward Appreciate to, it, yeah, man, look forward to, to building this and. I'm really glad you were able to weave all that through and yeah, man. Coming back, I've had a little bit of fear, you mm-hmm. know, because of the stimulation and social media and then also, you know, like family and friends and, you know, older friends and mm-hmm. trying to just, as Julian was saying in our integration call, he's like, you, you were in this meat suit, right? Uh, and then you kind of hopped out of that for this retreat. And now you're coming back into that meat suit, but you don't necessarily have to 
wear the, the same exact suit. And Julian was expressing how, you know, he found himself whenever he would come back to his father or whoever, certain people in his life, he would find himself going back to his old self, right? Like just to appease that person. It's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't have to do that. Like, and so mm. that initiation you were talking about, it's very real and it's hard. It's really difficult. And, you know, I feel like I've had that. I've had some dark moments in my life where I didn't feel like I could do it. Mm-hmm. And here I am, you know, and there's still more to continue, obviously. And you know, the fear of like trying, you know, you, you saying like with your friends, like, oh, you're you know, doing all these things. Like what, you know, why aren't you going out and drinking with us and doing all this stuff? And it's just not a part of you anymore. And I feel the same. And just trying to, you know, just praying for courage and strength to be able to like meet those people in my life without fear and to be able to communicate like, Hey, this is who I am now. And you know, I, I love you. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's going to be like a challenge, but I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. ready to navigate the seas of this challenge. And, um, you know, Austin has been a really just such a beautiful ecosystem to help me with that growth. And like, you know, all the people, <clears throat> excuse me, coming back from the retreat, like they're going back to their, you know, where, where they're, where they're from around the country. And, um, I feel like if I were back in where I'm from in Massachusetts, like it's just not as, um, I would just say the resources aren't all there compared to here. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, man. I mean, there's so many resources in, in Austin. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. to be able to still immerse myself into that and, and to keep it going, keep the momentum going. Yeah. I wanted to say, um, it's a huge, first of all, you're doing amazing. <laughs> you are as well. <laughs> um, and, Thank you. uh, in community, it doesn't feel so scary. My, it was like three years of me having a tribe, but I was on the road and so I was alone and, and so it was like, I need a community mm. and I want to build a community mm. for other people who are just entering this to land with people who have been through it and say, I can't do it for you, mm. but I can sit here with you and I can hold you and I can witness you and I can celebrate you and I can love you. And that makes it so much less of a burden. Mm. You know, yeah, and man. the thing I want to say too um, is they were telling us like the only thing that is for certain in this world is change. It's going to change. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. It's going to change. Oh, yeah. It is changing constantly. Big time. The world is changing. Our systems are changing. Our structures are changing. Our society is changing. Why fight it? Why not embrace it? Why not see it? Why not integrate it? Right? And the more you do that inner work, the more you laugh mm. at the at the 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 need to mm-hmm. hold on to not changing. Mm. 
when you let go and you surrender, you're like, oh, actually, I kind of like it over here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I know, you know, we talk a lot about money. We talk a lot about all of this work together uh, and the money's changing and, and um, the structures are changing and the technology is mm. changing. And uh, we have a sacred uh, role to play as millennials, as, uh, as this middle generation yeah. between the boomers and the, and the youngins. Yeah. Um, and I think what the legacy that I'd like to leave behind and, and hopefully the millennials as well is, Change is good. Change is good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is definitely a massive change. And we learned that from COVID. Yeah. We've learned that from different technologies. Um, yeah. And uh, something that comes to mind that I was expressing with a few people at the retreat was... Um, how the darkness is in service to the light and how the darkness has given us that perspective, the contrast mm. to be able to recognize what feels right. And yeah, man, I mean, I've had <laughs> some amazing family and friends, you know, from my, before I came to Austin, I, I love my family so much. They've been super supportive and I look forward to the path ahead, man. I look forward to my new brothers, my new sisters, my new friends and, mm -hmm. and to, to, you know, I'm just yeah, so grateful for that, you know, the challenges that you face during that change and having people like yourself and others to be able to, to listen to me and to hear me out and to just be supportive and I'm, mm -hmm honor to, to be there for you as well. And yeah, man, it's going to be an interesting life. My, my dear um, teacher, Carol, she said something to me in Costa Rica on New Year's this year and I have it on my mirror and it is God hasn't sent me all the people that are going to love me right yet. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I'll keep meeting new ones <laughs> and they love me so good. And, um, yeah. So just keep, keep going. I want to mm. potentially read you one more yeah. of my favorite poems. Dude, of course. Um, I love poetry. So. <laughs> so it's a Khalil Gibran poem. And it's on love. It says, Then said Elmitra, Speak to us of love. And he raised his head and looked upon the people, and there fell a stillness upon them. And with a great voice he said, When love beckons to you, follow him. Though his ways are hard and steep, and when his wings enfold you, yield to him. Though the sword hidden among his pinions may wound you, and when he speaks to you, believe in him. Though his voice may shatter your dreams as the north wind lays waste the garden. For even as love crowns you, so shall it crucify you. 
Even as love is for your growth, so is he for your pruning. Even as he ascends to your height and caresses your tenderest branches that quiver in the sun, so shall he descend to your roots and shake them in their clinging to the earth. Like sheaves of corn, he gathers you unto himself. He threshes you to make you naked. He sifts you to free you from your husks. He grinds you to whiteness. He kneads you until you are pliant. And then he assigns you to his sacred fire, that you may become sacred bread for God's sacred feast. All these things shall love do unto you, that you may know the secrets of your heart, and in that knowledge become a fragment of life's heart. But if in your fear you should seek only love's peace and love's pleasure, then it is better for you that you cover your nakedness and pass out of love's threshing floor into the seasonless world where you shall laugh, but not all of your laughter, and weep, but not all of your tears. Love gives not but itself and takes not but from itself. Love possesses not, nor would it be possessed, for love is sufficient unto love. When you love, you should not say, God is in my heart, but rather, I am in the heart of God. Hmm. And think not, you can direct the course of love, for love, if it finds you worthy, directs your course. Love has no other desire but to fulfill itself. But if you love and must needs have desires, let these be your desires. To melt and be like a running brook that sings its melody to the night. To know the pain of too much tenderness. To be wounded by your own understanding of love. And to bleed willingly and joyfully. To wake at dawn with a winged heart and give thanks for another day of loving. To rest at the noon hour and meditate love's ecstasy to return home at eventide with gratitude, and then to sleep with a prayer for the beloved in your heart and a song of praise upon your lips. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm. That was beautiful. Thank you. Mm. Gotta, I got to come to you poems on a weekly basis yeah bro man. come through <laughs> <laughs> oh man <sighs> still have a little bit of time here and um I was wondering if yeah there's anything else comes up from the retreat because we I mean we kind of only mentioned a few things and <clears throat> now the Tay Mescal. Mm. So for people that don't know what that is, it's a pretty challenging sweat lodge. So you're in this, you know, pretty small cut with <laughs> like 30 plus people. And um, these rocks, like at least 30 to 40 rocks, are just heated in a fire pit for so long to the point where they're just like so hot. And there's a pit in the middle of the hut and everybody kind of sits in there. 
and it's covered. We even covered it with tarp. <laughs> really kept in the heat. And, um, you know, there's a, it's a, it's a ceremony. It's, a, it's considered a medicine. And you go in there and you close everything. You put the rocks in and there's four doors. And I think it, it's like, it's um, water. Is it water, wind? I know the last one's fire. Earth. Yeah. Camilo led that. And yeah, the, the rocks, there's like four rounds with, the, with those four doors. And everybody goes in and we said a, a prayer everybody in the beginning and at the end and so yeah the first round goes in and we pour water and it just gets all steamy in there so hot dude it's it's pretty uncomfortable you're in there probably definitely over two hours could be close to three and um mm-hmm. it's it's tough it is tough it can break you in a way mm-hmm. and um you know i i uh I've had this like dense, it's gone now. Mm. I think Hoppe actually is a really good tool for this. And I prayed when we, right before we did Hoppe for this session to allow me to, you know, have alignment with my heart so that I can be fully present with this moment and the power to step into my own authority and to be able to speak from the heart. Mm. It's gone. This is gone, but it it's come up a lot over the course of my life and been more maybe i've just been more aware of it over the course of the past couple of years and it was coming up and it was residing like in my throat throat chakra throughout most of the tamas scout mm. and uh at the very end the fourth door when we're all just like so tired sweating so much exhausted and just you know just in it man for hours we all go around and say our prayer and I've always said, like, it's so interesting to see what comes up because mm. you don't plan it. <laughs> Maybe some people do, but for me, you don't like you, because you're in there for so long to be able to just have like this back and forth mindset. It's like you conserve energy. You have clarity when you just focus on your prayer mm-hmm. or just focus on the stillness. Mm. And what came up for me was, um, you know, uh, on guard the shield within my heart so that mm-hmm. I can vibrate with more love and light. And I got out of the, you know, Tamaskel. I was like the second person to get out and the sun was setting on the ranch. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. We all had 15 minutes of silence too. Like everybody got out and there was just no one talking. Mm-hmm. And watching the sunset and the words that came after too was, um, allow me to let go of the fear of judgment because mm. I, I believe that that's what has been causing this dense energy within me. And it's just, I kept repeating it and taking mm. deep breaths and, but that feeling still kind of resided in my throat and, uh, something that was pretty magical that I relayed to a few people, you know, Julian being once again, the amazing man that he is and healer that he is mentor that he is, you know, as we were, finishing our moment of silence and we were circling back around the fire pit. We grabbed that little bit of tobacco Mm -hmm. to say another prayer, throw it in the fire pit. And as we were circled and Camila was saying a few words, I was standing next to Julian and 
so crazy. Uh, in my own thought process, I was, you know, aware of this feeling in my throat. And I said, you know, the, the memory of some, um, some of the other men asking him to help move energy through them. Um, I was curious about that. I was like, and so in my thoughts, as he was standing next to me, I did not speak this out loud. I said, Julian, please help me. Mm. And I shit you not, four seconds after that thought commenced, he just intuitively put his hand on my back and just like pushed up on a spot on my back. Mm. And I was like, whoa, that was, that was kind of crazy. Um, and we walked away. We put that, I think it was tobacco into the fire. So, you know, did our prayer. And then I actually approached him after to ask him if he could help me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we can do it. How about tomorrow? And if I can't help you, then the medicine will. (laughs) But moments after all of that, the the feeling went away. And so I, you know, I can't help but feel like, (laughs) was it my own subconscious belief that Julian just helped me? And yeah, I was just going back and forth. I was like, what just happened there? Like, it just felt so, like I said, real life magic, mm-hmm. the way that that happened. And, you know, after two, like the last ceremony, you know, we were all going through it. And I felt like there was this kind of current of just trying to help each other. And um, I felt a real connection to Julian. I mean, so many people, but it's just so grateful for him, man. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I wanted to share that. Yeah, shout out Julian. Shout out Julian. <laughs> uh, hmm. What else do I want to share about the Temescal? I'm just, I'm, I'm bl- always blown away by that medicine. It's such a deep ceremony for me every time. It's really, I mean, I, I used to be claustrophobic and I used to not be able to mm. sit in the sauna. And the first Temescal I ever did, I, I thought I was going to die. Hmm. There was like an 80-year-old 80, yeah. 80 woman sitting next to me, uh, grandma. She just held my hand the whole time. And what a G. It was amazing. And <laughs> this was the first sweat lodge I ever sat in with a, with a kid who was 10. Wow. Yeah. We had a kid in ours. No, that's what I'm saying. This oh, is, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was... There was a 10-year-old that was in, crazy. in our sweat lodge. Yeah. I was sitting next to him. And, you know, I felt so... I felt so powerful the whole time. I, I, it wasn't hard for me at all. Mm. It was, I was scared that it was going to be really hard. Yeah. And I was just like stoically just receiving Same, man. the steam and yeah. the prayer and the song. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really strong now. I'm really, mm. I'm really not afraid anymore. You know, mm. of course things come up and you, again, you create that millimeter of space and you witness it and you say, oh, hey, thanks. You know, well, one of the things I took away from that sweat was actually his prayer, which was, um, I believe it was on the second door, the fire door, the masculine door. And he, uh, he every time we brought in a new stone, he would put some gopal on the stone and say a prayer. And his prayers were so simple and so <laughs> profound. I think all of us were like, yo. Uh, but his first prayer was happiness. Mm. And it was like, yeah. And then 
what you would think a 10 year old would say. And then the next prayer was happy relationships. Mm. You were like, that's that's pretty deep. (laughs) And then the next prayer was peace. And then the last prayer was presence while you're here. Mm. And that is so profound. Mm. It's so simple. So simple. But it's so, yeah, if you, if you can walk that way in this world. Kids have wisdom, man. <laughs> you're good. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to go to Solar Punk, take all of this wisdom. I'm talking there on Sunday. I got five retreats coming up. Um, lots of people that I get to share mm. this medicine with, um, this wisdom with, and as as things come up, I'll continue to to share. Mm. And yeah, I'm just super grateful for this container, Jane. Yeah, man. I love you, dude. I love you too. I think that's a good way to wrap it up, man. So yeah, if you wanna. Shout out how people can find you. Um, feel free to you know, express that. Yeah. Um, my handle is at the soulful, F-U-L-L, CEO. Love that. <laughs> Such a badass um, I'm the soulful CEO. You know, we are the CEO of our own lives. Right? Mm-hmm. When I say CEO, I'm actually talking about the chief experience officer of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find me there. Uh, ftranch.com is our, our retreat center. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave a couple things in the show notes for the the Google ad grant as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, man. Strategy to growth. And uh, yeah, let me out. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace. <laughs> <Woo-wee>. <laughs>